Hello there, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year podcast. This is episode number 43 in our journey together. Thanks for joining again today. We're going to be reading Acts chapter 27. Acts 27. So if you would, grab your Bible if you can, and listen closely if you will. Let's read God's Word together. So, Acts chapter 27. Here we are. If you've been along with us on this journey, you know we've hit a pretty climactic point towards the end of the, uh, the book of Acts, and we're seeing Paul now being sent on his way to Rome. We saw Paul in chapter 26, because we're about to shift into 27. In chapter 26, we saw Paul, Paul defending himself before King Agrippa. He shared his testimony, and he shared the transformation that he had from a persecutor of Christians to this passionate follower of Christ and a great missionary. And despite the opposition, Paul remained steadfast in his faith, and he proclaimed that message of Jesus in the face of authorities, in the face of his accusers, with great boldness. And so today's episode, we're going to see in 27, we're going to watch Paul on this voyage now that he begins on his way to Rome. It's a long journey. It's a perilous sea voyage, as it's called, and he's going to face some, well, some storms at sea, as we'll see. So before we get too far, let's uh, let's do a little look force of what we're about to read. Some things to look for is, first of all, Paul's warning. See, Paul gives advice to his crew as they're aboard the ship regarding this rough seas ahead. And watch how the centurion and the ship's owner responds to Paul. Notice then the consequences of ignoring Paul's warning. Then we'll see the storm hit, the storm at sea, and watch how intense this storm is. And watch the actions that are taken by the crew to try to secure the ship. And try to have a little empathy and put yourself in their shoes for the fear that they had. The fear and uncertainty among the passengers that were aboard this ship that was doomed. Then watch as chapter 27 closes. Paul gives this great assurance. He gives a message of hope and a message of confidence in God. Notice how Paul encourages the crew and the passengers, even in the middle of the storm. And once again, the significance of Paul's faith in the face of this adversity. So, let's read Acts chapter 27 now that we've got kind of a good foothold of where we're going to go. Acts chapter 27, we'll start in verse 1. And then, of course, we'll read the entire chapter and we'll go all the way down to verse 44. Let's watch what happens as he's sailing to Rome. Verse 1 of Acts Acts chapter 27. When it was decided that we were to set sail to Italy, they handed over Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion 
named Julius of the Imperial Regiment. When he had boarded a ship of Adiridium, and we put to sea, intending to sail to ports along the coast of Asia. Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and allowed him to go to his friends and receive their care. When we had put out to sea from there, we sailed along the northern coast of Cyprus because the winds were against us. After sailing through the open sea off Cilicia and Pamphylia, we reached Myra and Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. Sailing slowly for many days, with difficulty we arrived off Sindus. Since the wind did not allow us to approach it, we sailed along the south side of Crete, of Crete off Salmone. With still more difficulty, we sailed along the coast and came to a place called Fair Havens, near, near the city of Lycia. Verse 9 now, as they've made those stops along the way. Verse 9. By now, much time had passed, and the voyage was already dangerous. Since the Day of Atonement was already over, Paul gave his advice and told them, Men, I can see that this voyage is headed towards disaster and heavy loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion paid attention to the captain and owner of the ship rather than to what Paul said. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided to set sail from there, hoping somehow to reach Phoenix, a harbor on Crete facing the southwest and northwest, and to winter there instead. Verse 13. When a gentle south wind sprang up, they thought they achieved their purpose. They weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. But before long, a fierce wind came and called, that was called the Northeaster, rushed down from the island. Since the ship was caught and unable to head into the wind, we gave way to it and were driven along. After running under the shelter of a little island called Cauda, C-A-U-D-A, we were barely able to get control of the skiff. After hoisting it, hoisting it up, they used ropes and tackle and girded the ship. Fearing that they would run aground on Sirtis, they lowered the drift anchor, and in this way they were driven along. Because we were being severely battered by the storm, they began to jettison the cargo the next day to throw it out. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. And for many day days, neither sun nor stars appeared, and the severe storm kept raging. Finally, all hope was fading that we would be saved. Since they had been, food, been without food for a long time, Paul then stood up among them and said, You men should have followed my advice not to sail from Crete and sustain this damage and loss. And now I urge you to take courage, because there will be no loss of any of your lives, but only of the ship. 
For last night an angel of God, of the God I belong to and serve, stood by me, and he said, Don't be afraid, Paul. It is necessary for you to appear before Caesar. And indeed, God has graciously given you all those who are sailing with you. So take courage, men, because I believe God that it will be just the way it was told to me. But we have to run aground on some island. That was the end of Paul's speech. And then in verse 27, it says this. When the 14th night came, we were drifting in the Adriatic Sea. And about midnight, the sailors thought they were approaching land. They took soundings and found it to be a 120 feet deep. When they had sailed a little farther and sounded again, they found it to be 90 feet deep. Then, fearing we might run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight to come. Some sailors tried to escape the ship. They had let down the skiff into the sea, pretending that they were going to put out anchors from the bow. But And Paul said to the centurion and, and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut the ropes, holding the skiff, and let it drop away. When it was about daylight, Paul urged them to, all to take food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have been waiting and going without food, having eaten, eaten nothing. So I urge you to take some food, for this is for your survival, since none of you will lose a hair from your head. After he said these things, and had taken some bread, he gave thanks to God in the presence of all of them. And after he broke it, he began to eat. They were all encouraged and took food themselves. In all, there were 276 of us on the ship. When they had eaten enough, they began to lighten the ship by throwing the, ga the grain overboard into the sea. Verse 39. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but sighted a bay with a beach. They, they planned to run the ship ashore if they could. After cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea, and at the same time loosening the ropes that held the rudders. They, then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and headed to the beach. But they struck a sandbar and ran the ship aground. The bow jammed fast and remained immovable, while the stern began to break up by pounding the pounding of the waves. The soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners so that no one could swim away and escape. But the centurion kept them from carrying out their plan because he wanted to save Paul, and so he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to follow, some on planks and some on debris from the ship. In this way, everyone safely reached the shore. That is... The end of Acts 27. Let's take a moment to reflect on this and find some application of what we just read. All right, Acts 27. We saw this storm 
<laughs> destroy the ship that Paul's on. Man, Paul's been through a journey, right? Well, here's another shipwreck that he's had to to uh, withstand. And noticing this as he's on his way to Rome and under the security of or under the imprisonment of the centurion and the soldiers, we see Paul's unwavering trust in God's promises. Even in the storms of life, trusting God. When we're faced with seemingly um, dire, insurmountable challenges, we can have unwavering trust in God. Just like Paul, we can find comfort in knowing that God is with us during the storms of life. A great example this is when we fear, feel overwhelmed by fear, overwhelmed by uncertainty. Remember to place your trust in the Lord. Trust Him, knowing that He's faithful to guide us through every single trial. We will face storms, we will face uncertain days ahead. How will we face them is the question. Let's be faithful together. Also, I want us to see the power of encouragement. Paul's words of encouragement had a huge impact on the crew, on the passengers that were aboard the ship. They were ready to give up. They were ready to bail out on everyone and try to leave everybody else for dead, and they thought they were going to die. But Paul encouraged one another, everyone around, and was able to keep everyone in unity to withstand this together. In our own lives, we have the opportunity to uplift and to support those around us with words of hope, with words of encouragement, with words of assurance. I want to encourage you to be mindful of the power of your words, the power of being an encourager, and to seek ways to be a source of strength for others especially during difficult times and the storms of their life. Do you know, know someone going through a storm? Be like Paul. Be a great encourager. Because our mindset, our faith in the trusting in God can be a game changer from how the story ends. And finally, having faith in the middle of adversity. Paul was steadfast in his faith. He believed in God's promise of deliverance that he's going to pull him through. His example challenges us to have this deep and unwavering faith in the middle of adversity, uncertainty. Our faith can be a beacon of light to everyone, especially in their dark times. Trust in God's sovereignty. Let others see you do just that. Share his goodness with boldness and in be an encourager of others just like Paul was. And you, too, can withstand the storms that will beat you down. But they'll end in good ways, just like God calls for them to end for all that trust in him. I'm so encouraged by that. I hope that you're an encourager and uh, strive to be just that today. Thanks for listening. Looking forward already to, to Acts chapter 28. Um, but I encourage you today, love on someone. 
by giving them words of encouragement, of assurance, being there for them, just like Paul was. May you be blessed. May your family be blessed. And as a result, may you be a blessing to all those around you by your words of encouragement today. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified throughout reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.